Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Rick Dayton on the radio with Jamal Woodson. Jamal walking down the hall from uh, his sales job. Is that is the tower really ivory or is it made of something else? I mean, that place <laughs> over there where, where your management, Grand Poobah, head right. over everything. I mean, that, right. that is one of those ivory towers. Right? Absolutely. I figured uh, as much. We, we, yeah, we run in everything. And you've got it. your own refrigerator in there. Absolutely. Sound I have a bed. I mean, right? Yep. There's a place for a couple, a couple cars you can park down there. Absolutely. What's in the man. game room? I mean, all sorts of video games, video pool table, games, what well, else? Everything basketball. Everything. Everything Pop-a-shot. girls basketball. Just girls basketball, nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> Jamal, it is, uh, we've had great, great response to these conversations, and people have called to talk about these things. What are people saying to you? What are people saying to you about the city beat and what we're doing here? From so I'll tell you, I get, and I, I try to screenshot a whole lot. You yeah. know, I, I get hit up a lot. People disagreeing with me. People, uh, I'm sorry, people agreeing with me and people disagreeing with the callers that kind of argue with me. Because come at you, right? They, they, people come at me hard right. on KDKA, but right. guess what? I'm always ready. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always ready. But, you know, the conversations that we've had have been great. Uh, you know, we've got a lot of great feedback, positive and negative, but at, at any rate, it's just great conversation. And it's a conversation that needs to be had. And today's topic is talking about drug use, where it is, what's going on. So let me just tell and you. more than that, it's about uh, solutions because yeah. that's what you're all about. Yeah. So I want to tell you, you know, uh, a lot of people don't know. I actually, um, this this topic hits very close to home. Um, what my daughter's best friend, um, who I've been close with since she was nine years old, was very heavily into drugs i'm actually gonna bring her on here because she's very open about it mm-hmm. um in the next couple of weeks but you know she was addicted to crack addicted to heroin um fentanyl you name it she did it you know she did drugs with her mom did drugs with her dad you know unfortunately her dad committed suicide and so she was heavily into drugs for about three to four years and she got off she overdosed heavily I mean, it took four cans of Narcan to hit her, and she still didn't wake up. Mm-hmm. Took her to the emergency room uh, where she um, was reluctant to, you know, be back alive. Yeah. And she went right into rehab for about six months, and she has a now two-year-old son. Um, but the reason I'm telling you this story is um, in July, she was going to be homeless. Her dad was no longer in her life. Her mother went to jail for five years for drug use and selling drugs. Um, her grandmother's an alcoholic, so she really had nowhere to go. Um, so I brought her in my house, and she's been living with me since uh, July. And it has been, honestly, some of the most rewarding experiences for me, seeing her transformed from this big drug user and addict to a responsible adult. She's off food stamps, off every government assistant, has got a good job. So, you know... One of the great things that I like is, is is talking to her, and she shares the stories of the things that she's done, and you know the people that she's ripped off, and you know, and I'll send her a picture or send her a story, and she'll be like, "Oh, that person's on ecstasy. That person's on Molly. That I mean, she she knows. She's like a drug 
encyclopedia, you know. But, you know, regardless of of what she's been through, it's just great to see her um, fight through everything. How old, so, how old uh, is she? She's 22 right now. Yeah. She's 22. You know, so this was happening when she was 16, 17, 17 18 years, 17 years old, uh-huh, 17 right. years old, very heavily. And her, her mom's been a heroin addict her entire life. And, you know, and I think same with her dad, yeah. you know. Um, so, you know, wh- one of the big things that, that she has always said to me is like, there's there's really no one that knows how to help people. Right. There's there's people out there that are like, oh, you know, just get off drugs. Just get off drugs. You know what I mean? You're you're ruining your family. But when you're hooked, when you're when you when you're inserting a needle in you every day, the only thing you care about is where your next high is coming from, right? Yeah. Um, and you're seeing such a, a big rash of break-ins, right? One of my really good friends um, is from uh, Peter's Township, and um, he has told me that you know in their neighborhood they had five people five big break-ins and they live in million dollar mansions you know he drives a a lamborghini and you know what i mean but you only hear about break-ins happening in low-income neighborhoods well now these big rash of break-ins is happening in uh you know uh places like peter's township and it's really hitting home right now and you know the police have caught a couple people and they pretty much said these are all drug related in terms of people needing something that they can sell, that they can hawk, that they can trade, whatever, for their mm-hmm. next fix, mm-hmm. right? I mean, yeah, that's, that's absolutely. What it comes down to. Absolutely. That's what it comes down mm-hmm. to. Um, the, the question of not necessarily how does it start or where does it start, because I think we've got a pretty good handle on yeah. the fact that it is so readily available mm-hmm. for kids. I mean, 17-year-old doesn't have to look very hard if you yeah. want to find something. Mm-hmm. Um, is there more of an issue with certain drugs mm-hmm. inside the city than maybe what you hear about in the suburbs is there certain i mean is fentanyl more of an issue is heroin more of an issue is crack more of an issue what are heroin and fentanyl are the two biggest are the two biggest ones you know what i mean like cocaine is more of a rich of a richer drug (laughs) you know you don't really see that uh, especially in the inner city but like you'll see more heroin addicts and fentanyl addicts and and pills pills is like a, is a really big thing you know mm-hmm. pain pills uh, primarily oxycodone yep. yep absolutely right. you're right. seeing that you're seeing that a whole lot and yeah. is that again just based on what is available I mean, yeah is that pretty much what it comes uh, down listen, to listen you know i'll say you this everything is so easily available at the drop of a hat you know especially for younger kids pills is like the biggest thing Pills, popping pills, getting high off Xanax, getting high off um, Vicodin and, you know, stuff like that. That, that. Those are like the big things with with kids. But, you know, again, where is the solution for kids when they're on that? Like what happens to them? You know what I mean? Like who is there? Who is going to help them whenever they're on something like that? Who can they go to? Who mm-hmm. can they trust? How do they get clean? We're going to talk about that today on the City Beat. If you want to be part of the conversation, would love to hear from you. 866-391-1020. 866-391-1020. Talking about drug use within the city and around the city in terms of how kids get started, what happens, and not just kids, but there's an awful lot of adults who are dealing with these issues, too, of dependency. We're talking about it today on the City Beat. It's called the City Beat. We're talking about issues that affect the city. Rick Dayton along with Jamal Woodson. Jamal, you're talking about a young lady who you have known since she was a little girl, friend of your daughter's, who 
has now moved in that you're providing shelter for her and for her son. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And and you do that because it's it's a family friend and she didn't have anywhere else to and go. The story is just the right thing um, to do. And it's, it's just who <laughs> you are. Absolutely. Yeah. So we were talking during the commercial break about, you know, how she got started and how heavy she got into this. How heavy, seriously, are, are we talking so about? So I that? asked her, uh, I said, hey, what's the most amount of times you've smoked crack in one day and what, what would you think the like a, most amount of times i mean i i said to you eight right i mean that you that you did yeah. eight times she said to me at least 60 60 times in one day six zero not one six, six. 60 times in 60 one times day and that was just normal you know she's like if i have the money that's just what you do because it's you go up and down so fast you know you're high then you're not so fast so when people are saying just get off crack. Just stop, right? Because that's the first thing yeah. someone says is just stop. I don't think they really understand the magnitude of addiction that somebody is actually facing and that they're going through, you know? So that's where it comes into, okay, so what's what's next? So I've asked her, like, what would have helped you? She's like, I don't know what would have helped me. I don't know what would have helped me. It would have taken someone to really, really care about me and just kind of just drag me to a rehab. You know, just drag me there. But then even after you get out, that same person would have to be because the danger of a relapse is legit, too. And yeah. it's very significant mm -hmm. that when somebody gets away from that facility where they wherever they happen to be, mm -hmm. you get away from that and then you get back. The temptation is there. And whether it's a person or whether it's the feeling or whether it is, you know, a smell, right, that you walk by, you smell something. Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden, you know, all of a sudden you're, you're wanting to go in. I mean, we talked about the fact that it's so readily available, mm -hmm. right? Why did she start? She was said, there an issue of her family? And you mm -hmm. mentioned the fact that things were not great mm -hmm. uh, in that regard. I mean, she had probably seen it around the neighborhood based on, on where she grew up. But, right. You know, why did she start? She said she started in high school uh, just snorting cocaine. And then, you know, that was a... A gateway drug to lead a, to crack and to heroin and to fentanyl, you know. So th that's why. And so, I mean, was there a feeling that she felt that she was trying to get away from something? Was no, she, she to just said she, she was just trying to party and have fun, you know. And I think that we, as a community, don't really realize how young everything starts. Yeah, everything yeah. starts so much younger. And I don't think we realize that, that it's starting with our teenagers, you know, mm -hmm. that I don't think people know too many teenagers that are hooked on drugs like that, right? Most of the people that you see are in their 20s and 30s, but it's attacking people in their teenagers years so much that it's becoming something that's unbreakable. You know, I mean, like, it's not like, you know, you think back years and years ago, somebody took a, a bottle of liquor out of mom and dad's liquor cabinet and they've, mm. they've got something at a party. Yeah. Right? I mean, this is different, though. When you're talking about, you know, ecstasy, you're talking about heroin, you're talking about cocaine and younger people having that, mm -hmm. that is very, very different than a bunch of people passing a bottle. Uh, out, it, right? it, it's so different, you know, and I think a lot of times we as adults refer in the 40 plus club right we refer back to when we were younger mm -hmm. when we were younger and and times are just so much different you can't really think back to when you were younger because 
We never that experienced doesn't, that doesn't apply. the yeah. peer pressures that went on. We faced peer pressure, but not the peer pressure because of social media right now uh, that is that they're facing. You know, they're facing something so much higher. And the issue is that when we got away from our peers, mm-hmm. I mean, those are in the 40 plus club, right? Yeah. You, you, when you got away from them, you got picked up by mom and dad. Your brother picked mm-hmm. you up and took you home. Your sister, you know, you were supposed to meet at the pizza place and go home from there. Mm-hmm. As soon as you get away, that peer pressure was gone. I, yeah, absolutely. Peer pressure Now gone. it's in the back seat because uh, you're looking at your phone peer after pressure mom picks you up. It stays there. You it go to your room, yep. it's still there. Mm-hmm. You wake up the next morning. The whole night's feed mm-hmm. is there that you're scrolling through, mm-hmm. and you find yourself getting pulled and pulled and pulled and pulled in in that regard from a peer pressure standpoint too. Um, how much was peer pressure an issue for her when she started, or was she just she, somewhere so her boyfriend really got her yeah. addicted to it? Yeah. So the peer pressure was a lot. You know, it was like that's what he did, and that's you know when and especially when you're young and you're you know easily influenced it was just so easy to be like okay fine i'll just i'll just do this i'll just do this and then you know she saw her mother do this for so long and her mom was fine you know according to her you know and and according to what you see it's like okay my mom is fine so what if i do something once or twice it won't be that bad yeah and yet then her mom ended up with um criminal charges later on because Mm -hmm. she wasn't fine right and exactly that's the reality is what you look at and what you say, oh, she's fine, he's fine, they're okay, mm-hmm. you realize yeah. they're not. Just like you were maybe not when you're yeah. looking at somebody else, right? Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. 36 minutes past 3 o'clock. This is the City Beat talking about drug usage today. And guest on a segment every single Wednesday from 3 until 4 is my friend Jamal Woodson from down the hall at Whammo. Jamal, talking about a young lady, and that was kind of the jumping off point, who um, was a, a friend of your daughter's, and when she had nowhere else to go after getting clean, after a long history of drug issues, um, she and her little boy ended up moving in because yeah. you just take care of people when they need help. Uh, we talked about a lot of young people and sort of how it gets started. But what about those that don't get clean? What about those who continue to deal with these issues as they get to their 20s, mm-hmm. their 30s, and even beyond that? How different is it for them than somebody who does stop to get help? How different is it? I mean, you know, you can just see it. It, it, it doesn't affect them. It just uh, it affects everyone around them. You know, their family. The you know, I have a I have a really good friend who uh, her brother moved in. You know, and got help, but then you know relapsed and stole the dad's truck and you know crashed it and then stole you know everything in their house. So it it just affects so many more people around you. I guess one of the things that you know I was reading. When I, whenever I posted a topic like this on social media, it was about three different mothers who kind of commented and said, I've been going through the same exact thing. My son, my daughter has been, uh, you know, addicted to drugs for such a long time mm-hmm. and I don't know what to do. 
right? Mm -hmm. I don't know what to do. What should I do? So I guess, you know, I was kind of, when I was thinking about topics today, I was thinking like, hey, I'd love to hear what some of the listeners on KDKA would think. Like, what's a solution to help young people? Okay. People will say, oh, just get them in programs. But, you know, what's the solution to actually get them in programs and to keep them clean? Because it's easy to get someone in a program. It's harder for them to sustain that lifestyle as soon as they get out. Right, right. Right. And the issue is many times what ends up happening is that there is a relapse and that there is then maybe another run and then there's another relapse. And yes. Maybe, I mm-hmm. mean, you hear people, I've had people call here and say, hey, you know, my son, my daughter, whatever, you know, they were in rehab five times before it took. Mm-hmm. Right. That kind of thing. 866-391-1020. 866-391-1020. Talking about the issue of drug usage, what's happened, the uh, the scourge that it is on our communities and not only for our young people, but for for people who are in their uh, 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s. I mean, it, this is a, a pattern that for a lot of people continues for a very, very long time. And and what do we do about it? How do we make that change? I, I think it's one thing to say, okay, don't do it. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, you remember the old, uh, the old uh, they showed a, 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 an iron skillet, right? And you threw some butter in there, and it was really, really hot, and the butter kind of fries, and then they, they said, this is your brain. Yeah. And they take an egg, and they crack it in there, and the egg is just splattering all over, and this is mm-hmm. your brain on drugs. I mean, that yeah. was something that was, what, 1970s? Yeah, that absolutely. Sort of the, the, the scare tactic, right? Mm-hmm. Well, obviously, that didn't work. That didn't right? work. I mean, it may have scared a few, mm-hmm. but it didn't scare enough people to, you know, and, and so how do we go about about keeping people from starting that's that's the question right yeah yeah absolutely hold on and don't forget about um uh, the president's wife coming on and saying just don't do drugs (laughs) another one that probably didn't stop a a, a lot of people right right from from that happening um i'm not sure it's possible Get the drugs off the street. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know the law enforcement, you know, they're targeting that. Well, there's a, a big one that was talking about this many pills that were uh, fentanyl pills and things like that. Even here in western Pennsylvania within the last week that they took a lot off the streets. Yeah, yeah. But to get it all off the streets. So here's what happens, right? As soon as, as soon as you get, you know, a major push off the streets, somebody else is coming right in. You know, it's just, it doesn't just go away because you get some off the streets. And there's you know? too many people. If you're addicted to something, you're always going to find a way to get it. Yeah. 866-391-1020. 866-391-1020. Let's bring in Bill. Bill's calling us from Pittsburgh. Hey, Bill. Thanks for calling KDKA. Hey, man. How are you? Doing great. How are you? I'm good, man. What do we do about this? What do we do about the issue of, of drug addiction and, and letting people know that we do care, that we do care about them, and we want to get them help? What do we do? Uh, I mean, I'm in recovery myself, man, and I've been dealing with this for a lot of years of my life, man, since I was a teenager. And, um, I mean, the only thing that works for me, man, is uh, the program in Narcotics Anonymous, man. Like, treatment is always a great option. It's it got me started, um, but it's like up to me when I get out to have that will and the desire to stay clean. And um, and for me, the big thing is a uh, meeting and a support system. Man, how long were you on drugs? Uh, I've been in and out of uh, addiction since I was 13. I'm 31 years old now. Wow. Um, I just celebrated. Uh, I'll have 10 months clean on the 13th. 
Uh, congratulations. I love to hear that. I love to hear that. Yeah, man. And, like, I have a sponsor who has a sponsor who has a sponsor who has mm-hmm. a sponsor. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, I'm surrounded by people that are in recovery and um, that teach me how to live life clean and uh, fulfilling, uh, fulfilling life today. Man. What caused you to change? What What was it 10 months ago that said, you know, that I'm going to do it this time and, and that, it, that it's lasted 10 months? What changed? Um, man, I mean, it's the pain, man. You know, when the pain, they say when the pain gets great enough, man, uh, you know, the desire to, to change your life will happen. And that's what it, what it is for me, man. I, you know, I've lost two sisters to overdoses. My mother has had to bury two daughters. Mm. Um, and I've lost so many friends and family, family members to this disease, man. So, you know, I just, I want people to know also, man, that there is help out there, man. Like, um, you know, treatment, like I said, is a great start, man. It gets you out of the way, gets you some time separated from the drug. But when you get out, man, there's people uh, in the programs out here. I mean, Narcotics Anonymous isn't the only program, but, um, you know, they have Alcoholics Anonymous. Whatever works for you works, man. But the thing is, is man, you need to get some time away from the drug and then um, start working on yourself, you know. Great job doing that for 10 months. Keep at it. It's worth it. I, I, you can do it, and it sounds like you got some great people around you. Thanks for an awesome call, Bill. We appreciate it. Thank you, man. You bet. Let's get to John in Butler. John, you're up next on KDK with Rick and Jamal. Go ahead. Gentlemen, great topic. Always good stuff. Thank you. Thank you. What's um, on your mind? What I wanted to talk about, when I, I remember when the first experience I had with somebody that had was uh, – This gentleman comes in, and I couldn't understand a word that he said. After he left, I said, Dad, what's wrong with that guy? He said he blew his brains out on drugs, and that's all I ever needed was Mm. just that image of that guy not being able to communicate. So anytime I was in my teens and at a party and somebody offered me something, I never wanted to touch this stuff, Um, and that's all I needed. Have you known people who did go the other direction? Have Have you had people in your circles who did get hooked? Absolutely. I, I had a good friend of mine from high school that he overdosed and killed and, and died. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. What do you tell? Not too long ago. Yeah. Like after 20 some years. Right. Right. So, I mean, it, it was somebody who, who was close to you. Why do you think that yeah. that conversation was so etched in your mind that when that guy came in and was talking like that? What was it? Was it the fact that your dad was there with you? Was it the fact that just it didn't make any sense? You couldn't under you were of a certain age. Why do you think it was so indelible? I think it was because I was of that age, but it was such a shock to me. And then for my dad to just plainly say, you know, he used drugs for a lot of time and he blew his brains out. He freaked himself. Like, that's all I needed to never want to touch the stuff, never do it, never, never want any part of it. Bill getting us started. John keeping us going. John, thank you very much for the phone call from Butler today. We'll get to Mike and the North Side coming up next. This is the City Beat along with Jamal Woodson. I'm Rick Dayton. Rick Dayton, Jamal Woodson. It's called the City Beat. We're bringing in Mike from the North Side to talk about issues having to do with drug abuse, drug addiction. Mike, you're on KDK. Thanks for calling. Hey, how you doing? How you guys doing? Good. How are you? What's up, Mike? Okay, okay uh, sorry for that. You hear that alarm going off in the background. They're touching the uh, uh, fire system. It's all good. It's all good. What's on what? your mind? Yeah, but anyway, uh, yeah, I have uh, 
I had like a 16 year addiction to that crack cocaine stuff, man. Mm. But I got what about? Mm. I had nothing, man, a drink, a drug, or nothing and since 2009. So what made so, you? What made you stop? I just got there's there's a thing they should say in the rooms, Nicholas uh, Novo. I just got sick and tired of being sick and tired, man. Mm-hmm. I, I was getting older. I see my life was just at a standstill. It wasn't going nowhere, and it wasn't it wasn't progressing. I was just I was a drug addict. I was addicted to crack cocaine. But now, now, do you still have those cravings? No, no, everything's gone. I'm a I'm a totally different person, and that's what I want to bring up. It's the people, places, and things, man. That's how you. That's how I did it. That's how I kicked that. They, I, you can't go around the same people doing the same thing in the same place. I'm. A, I live a totally different lifestyle. That's what it is. It's a lifestyle. You have to change the way you live, man. You have to get away from around them people still doing the same thing in the same places, man. Good for you. Good for you, man. Congratulations on kicking it, man. That is a great story, Mike. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Going to bring in a lady right now whose daughter has dealt with these sorts of problems and it led to some more problems. Go ahead. You're on KDKA. Hi. I have a daughter who is bipolar, refused to um, accept it and turn to drugs. Not so much alcohol, but more drugs. Eight o'clock in the morning, she hit a gentleman head on and killed him. She's now sitting in prison. We'll be there for another four years. I think she has served eight years out of a 15-year sentence, but doesn't see what she did wrong. Like, she, it's a party. Somebody's taking care of her. Somebody's feeding her, clothing her. She, she, you know, I mean, I, I just think these people need to understand that even unless, unless the person themselves is willing to find a way to change. It doesn't matter what anybody does for them because they need to want to do it for themselves. I mean, I'm not proud of it, but if people want to hear, I'm willing to talk to show we're an average family and there's no reason that I shouldn't want to let people know that it can happen to the best of families. Drug addicts aren't down and out Skid Row people. Right. They're people right. with families. They're people with suits on. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story. I'm I'm sure that's very hard. You know, having your having to be away from your daughter. Are you in communications with her a lot? No. To be honest with you, when she was 17, she said, "We're you're not the family I wanted." And walked away, and I haven't seen her since. It's not that I don't pray for her every day. I just wish that. I could have helped her more. Yeah, and it's yeah. been uh, it's been about eight years. You said. Um, no, she was seventeen. She's now thirty six. Got it. It's been almost twenty years. Wow! Wow! wow. wow. Well, to to open up about this and to share your experiences will help somebody else. And, and I think that one of the things that you said that was really powerful is this is not always skid row. This is not always people down and out. This is people in suits. And we really, really appreciate you jumping in and calling us and, and sharing your story with us. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, let's go to Dennis right now. Dennis is up next. Dennis, you're on the other side of things, and we're so glad to have you here because we understand that you work trying to help people kick the habit and, and, and get clean and stay sober. Tell us a little bit about what yeah. you do. Well, I'm the director of the Onala Recovery Center. We have been at this particular location since 1977. Hmm. 
And basically what we do, I have people that work for me that are what we call certified recovery specialists, CRS people, so that when somebody comes to our door and they're in need of either detox, treatment, three-quarter housing, sober living housing, we facilitate send them off it's called a warm handoff so we find a place to get them and then we host i host both aa meetings na meetings smart recovery meetings buddhist anonymous cocaine anonymous we host those meetings i have 54 meetings a week in our facility we're open from seven in the morning till 11 o'clock at night seven days a week my visits, people that come to our facility, I track everybody that comes in the front door. We're at about 6,500 people per month wow. that come into our facility seeking recovery. The majority of people are in recovery. They're either there, they just got out of prison, they just got out of uh, a treatment center, they just, they're, they're just now finding out how to get hooked in with other people in recovery. And and by facilitating the, the, the fact that we have all these meetings, there's always somebody else that's there willing to help. Right. And that's the key. You said it. What, what the old timers in AA used to say, to keep your sobriety, you have to give it away. And, and that's basically the premise of, Finding recovery, staying in recovery, you'll help yourself if once you find it, you turn around and help somebody else. Dennis, if people want to have your services, know more about your services, do you mind giving us a number that we can share here on KDK so that they can call? They can call anytime. Our, our office is open every day. It's 412-471-8797. Four one two four seven one eight seven nine seven is a way that That's you correct. can get some help. Fifty four different meetings a week that a are week, happening there. Every week. Yes, so open wow. at seven in the morning until eleven o'clock at night. If you need help, four one two four seven one eight seven nine seven. There's one way right there. And Dennis, we sure appreciate you calling and and, sure. and being part of the solution. Thank you. There, there's hope out there. Absolutely. Thanks Absolutely. so much for calling. Yeah, great stuff. Thank yes. you, Dennis. Thank All you, right. thank you. Uh, yeah, and I think that's a great point, that there is hope out there. There yeah. are people who want to help and will help any way they can. But, you know, sometimes it's in order to get sobriety, you got to give something else up. Yeah, right? and, you, I, and I love hearing all, all the people share their stories, such personal stories, you know, that I'm sure, you know, they felt a little uncomfortable with, but I thought that was great. Yeah, and thank you very much for, for being here on the City Beat. Jamal will do it next Wednesday, 3 o'clock. Sounds great. All right, sounds good. For Jamal Woodson, I'm Rick Dayton saying, hey, thanks for being on the City Beat. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.